Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guest. And I have to tell you something, people. I've always wanted to be like a, a musician or a rock star, but I have no musical talent. I am awful. But I sort of got the chance the other day. There was a, a, a casting notice for the Ellen DeGeneres show, and they needed someone who looked like someone who could be in Huey Lewis in the news. So I submitted my picture, and I got picked. And it was really cool because it was at the beginning of the show, and we're in front of a live audience, and the audience is going crazy. And Ellen's whole sketch was how she has a squad. So the girls from Full House come out. Carrot Top comes out. A fake Tina Turner comes out. And then she has, she says she has her musical friends, the news from Huey Lewis. And we go out, and I think the crowd thought we were actually them because the crowd was very young. And I, I, just, I don't even know if they know who Huey Lewis and the news was, but I'm sure they're saying to their parents, they're like, you know, have you ever heard of this band? And he wasn't there, of course. So I think people thought I was a rock star, and it was pretty cool. And then it was great because Alf was there, and uh, the guy from uh, Biggest Loser was there, and Isaac from The Love Boat, and Nick Carter. So I finally got my shot of being sort of a rock star, even though it was an imposter rock star. And thank God they didn't ask us to play instruments because I'm awful. But anyway, so check it out. I think you can find it online somewhere. So it was Friday's Ellen DeGeneres show. Anyway, enough about that. We have a, a great guest today. We went to what I know to an art school. Our guest is Joanna Going. How are you doing, Joanna? Hi, I'm great. Now, now you went, now it's funny because I saw you went to Emerson. Mm-hmm. And out here, I know so many people in LA who have gone to Emerson. I mean, it's really a huge, huge school. It is. It's a it's a huge communications, television, theater arts school. And and now they have an outpost here. They have Emerson College West. So uh, they built this beautiful building on Sunset Boulevard. And you're a happy alumnus. I am. Well, I'm not technically alumnus. I only went for two years. Yeah, but okay. But you're still so, wet. <laughs> yeah, but I still, you know, I, I still wave my Emerson flag. Um, but I I did. I was in the BFA program uh, there when when it was contained to the, the, the arts, theater arts was contained to Brimmer Street in the Back Bay. And now they like, I think they own half of Boston. It's amazing how things grow. I mean, it's just, and so many people, I mean, Dennis Leary was a janitor there. I mean, just amazing how, you know, things have grown. Now, now you grew up in Rhode Island, right? I did. Now you're one of six kids? I am. I'm the oldest of six. Oh, you're the oldest. Now, now, at what age uh, did you decide you wanted to go into this business? Because it's usually like the younger one who gets into this business. Like, I'm the youngest because we we're, we want attention. I mean, let's be honest. But for you, you're the oldest. When did you know you wanted to... Well, I I first um, I took as a lot of little girls do. I took dance class. I took ballet, and I became very passionate about ballet, and really wanted to do that. I I would read every book about it. I would go to the library and read the dance magazines, and knew all the schools in New York for ballet, but didn't know how I was ever going to get there. And it was also something that I was really terrified to tell my parents because I just didn't think it was any, it was not in the scope of our family history. Um, because your fortunately mom, for what well, your sorry, mom was a dispatcher, right? My, yeah, my father was a lawyer. My mom um, became a police dispatcher okay. and she did that for over 20 years. Um, she was a, also a teacher and I mean, you know, just sort of more, regular kind of right. college educated <laughs> jobs and um but fortunately for my body I think I I morphed from dance into theater I I um I was asked to be in a a, a local theater production a Shakespeare production as a dancer but that was my first experience with like grown-ups doing theater and while it was all amateur theater um it was very serious. They, all, all the, the people that they were all um, theater majors from a lot of them from uh, Roger Williams College and um, and Rhode Island um, URI. Um, but anyway, these people became my family. They became they. It was it was really the people that and the community that first drew me in. So you get in and you start doing this. Now you decide at what point do you decide? Okay this is once to be my career. Cause a lot of times that's a hard decision. Cause you know, it's not e- an easy road. I mean, you've done well, but there's a lot of people who haven't worked. I mean, so when did you decide this is what I'm going to do? I, I think, I, I, I think in, in some ways ignorance was bliss <laughs> for me back then. You know, I just sort of, it was every step that was, was next. Now it's time to think about college and where are you going to go to college? And, um, 
you know, I finally did tell my one one long drive my mom and I had. We were driving at night. I think we'd been to a wake. Okay. And we're driving back. And I ventured the idea that I wanted to go into, that I wanted to study theater, that I wanted to do that. And she, my parents were very accepting. Um, by that time, they'd seen me in a few plays. And so they knew there was like maybe something there. But, um, but it was when I, you know, it was time to like look at colleges. And I, I looked at, uh, you know, college theater programs and, and, um, but all of my idea about acting, it was all about theater at that time. I, I had no ideas about television or film. That was not in my scope. Um, so that, that came later kind of by accident. That's pretty crazy. I mean, because a lot of times people, I think that happens a lot though. A lot of people start doing theater and then they're doing it and then they're doing it and they go, you know what? We want to keep doing theater, but we ne- we need to get the TV to make some money. Yeah, and if you want to make a living, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is a r- very rare person who can make a living solely by doing theater. So you you get out of school, mm-hmm. and then you just you decide to go to New York, or how do you end up in well, New York? Well, I um I left Emerson after two years and went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts in New York. They no. they also have a school here in LA. I went to the New York school. Um, I was very you know, I was telling everybody, yeah, I'm moving to New York, but I, I'm not moving to New York. I'm I'm going to school in New York. I'm going to acting school. So I definitely wanted still the structure and, and to be in a program and still wanted education. Um, I just really wanted to focus on acting. So I did that. And that was um, a two-year program. And I graduated from there. And... Um, Shortly after I graduated, I was I was working I was part of a new theater company that some that one of my teachers from uh, from the academy, Carol Fox Prescott, formed with uh, some of us who were her uh, her acolytes and um, and another member of the company said to me, "Oh, you should go in on this." He'd been hired to be the reader in these auditions, and it was for a part on a soap opera. And they were having an open call, which I really even didn't know how rare that was to have a, a contract role on a soap opera go out to an, as an open call. But I, I read the ad. And I was like, yeah, that sounds like me. It was a um, very innocent girl from the other side of the tracks, younger than her years. And um, so I and... 400 other girls from the tri-state area lined up. <laughs> now, what's that? I always wonder, because you always see, like, now, because, like, America's Got Talent and uh, American Idol, they always have, like, these huge calls. What's it, I mean, do you have to get there really early in the morning, or did they give you designated times, or is it just like, okay, line up, guys? You know, this was old school. This was way back, <laughs> and um, it was just, and I really didn't know a whole lot about doing this. I'd never gone on a television audition before. I, um. All I knew is I had a headshot in my hand. I had my headshot in my hand, and I there were already I don't know what time I got there, but there was already quite a line, and you waited in line. And um, what was interesting also because I I I watched Luke and Laura on General right. Hospital when I was in college. We, we all, all ran, yeah, we, we ran to the student <laughs> we, union. We would have seven guys in a dorm room, and we'd be sitting there going, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And we'd an intramural football team. We're like, "Wait, wait, oh, yeah. before before the game, we can watch Luke and Laura." And, it was, and it was it that was amazing. Was a phenomenon, yeah. That was sort of my extent of of soap opera knowledge. Um, but uh, so I'm in line in my little. Um, frayed overalls and a little lacy shirt with no makeup on and and there's girls in outfits and <laughs> heels and nails and hair this was the 80s and i just like okay here i am it said she's only you know 17 years old and she's innocent you know <laughs> and they took us in whitney burnett was the casting director and um we would go in in like groups of 20 into this huge room, sit down in chairs along the wall, and she would kind of generally, you know, be talking about it and was eyeing everybody. And then she's like, some of you all asked to stay. And, you know, it just, it's a, all about a look at this point. And, and uh, of my group of 20, I stayed. And then I proceeded to read with her. 
Mm-hmm. Now, what was that like? Because I, I know people who sit there and say same thing happens. You know, they're they're in theater and they don't. I mean, you get on the TV thing, they're really don't, not sure what they're doing because it's a different kind of audition and it's 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 a more scaled down. So, I mean, how did you prepare for that, seeing that you had a theater background? Well. I have a theater background, but the technique that I that I'm most fond of, and that I this uh, teacher Carol Fox Prescott Pre- Carol Fox Prescott developed, um, it's it's the breath technique. It's it's her thing she calls it the breath breath technique, and it and it it's very much about just being where you are, and um. And it, you know, it lends itself to everything. It was very much, you know, I'm I'm sitting in a room three feet from a person, and I will play that scene, you know, for for this this space. Um, so, I, you know, the, the I could scale it down or do do the the right thing. The thing that really threw me was I I got to work, and well, first of all, the screen test we had to I had to test. And I had never walked into a television studio. Um, I'd never seen a camera, and there are these three enormous cameras, and they're going five, four, three, and I don't know what's happening. They don't say action, you right. know. You know. <laughs> and um, so that was I kind of bumbled my way through that, and um, and then I we you know we got my first day and. We go upstairs and we do the rehearsal, blocking rehearsal up in the room. I'm like, when do we all warm up together? Right. You know, <laughs> like in theater, you know, we all gather together and we do some warm ups. Um, so that was sort of like, no, you just go in your little room and do your thing by yourself. <laughs> See, it must be crazy. And I also know when I soap operas, so now you're on another world for a few years, right? Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, the, the, the people that watch soap operas are just such an amazing crowd. I mean, they, they, they love you guys. I mean, you're worshiping. They're very devoted, yes. What was that like for you to all of a sudden, you know, this is pretty much your first TV show, and mm-hmm. people are probably just stopping on the street now. Sure. That, my, my first one was Search for Tomorrow, which had been on for 35 years, was beloved. And, um, yeah, and I, I the, actually, it was so nice that my parents were with me for the week, and we were at um, South Street Seaport sitting in a restaurant, and someone came over. That was the first time that I had ever been recognized from the show. And I was, you know, so tickled that my parents got to be with me for that. See, that's cool. So, you know, I want to talk about your crew more, but I want to talk about the, the new show right now. Yes, we'll let's. That because um, it's uh, called Kingdom. Yes, it is. And Kingdom. I know when I when I got in touch with you before, you were going to uh, film it. I remember I'd sent you a message on mm-hmm. Facebook. Now, where did you film it at? The first season we filmed it in Whittier, mostly our, our, our base was Whittier, California, um, <clears throat> at the Fred C. Nell's Correctional Institute there, excuse me, um, <clears throat> which is a really kind of a creepy place. It's a defunct prison for children, Very had been there for over 100 years, but was a kind of empty, but it has... Um, a lot of different kinds of buildings on it. So it's great for filming because you had industrial sort of buildings and institutional sort of buildings and houses. And so it was great base camp for us. And then we, um, <clears throat> the show takes place in Venice, California. So we would go on location to Venice as well. Now, how did this role come up? Because I know you had played the president's wife. I mean, you had mm-hmm. played Kevin Spacey's, was it Kevin Spacey's wife? No, the president's no, wife. No, I president's was wife. I was President Walker's wife. So I was, you, uh, Michael Gill was the president. So you go from the first lady, mm-hmm. and now and people probably sit there and go, you know, they, they recognize you as the first lady, and in this character is a complete different turn. Yeah. Now, now, how did the, how did your agents approach you to audition for that, or did they they approach you, or how did this whole role come apart? It was as as the regular process as as anything i you know they send me the night before or like the afternoon oh here's an appointment for tomorrow and they send the script and sides by email and you know do you want to go in do you you know we knew nothing about it it um you know except that direct tv was you know starting to make their own shows um so it was i just i went in and read for it I actually was just at dinner last night with Byron Belasco, who's the creator of the show and the, and the writer and the, the king of our show. Um, 
and he was telling me how he he didn't he didn't know who he was who I was he didn't know who I was he's he's young um <laughs> and uh so he actually didn't really have a preconceived notion of of me and the work I've done before which I think really worked in my favor because not a lot of people would have thought of me right off the bat for this part and um and it was I was very relaxed at this audition. There were a couple of friends of mine also reading, and we had to wait around a long time, so we're just like gabbing and talking about our kids and um and it was just one scene that wasn't even in the script that I read. There was oh, if you see the first episode, I'm in just a little teeny moment um near the end of the first episode, and that's all that's the only episode I had read. So I didn't really even know what this character was going to be and um except that you know we meet her on the street and she's pretty messed up now I'll explain to my listeners what the show is about because i know it's it's, it's an m and i can't even say that it's, it takes it's a, it revolves around a gym yes it does and it's so it's set in the world of mixed martial arts it um it's set around uh the navy street gym in venice um, not, it's not a real gym, but, um, but it's on, uh, in, in the story, it's on Navy street in, in Venice, California. And, uh, it is owned and run by Alvi Kalina, who's played by Frank Grillo. And Alvi is an ex fighter. Now he is a trainer and a coach and a manager of fighters. Um, Alvi came up in the world of, of uh, mixed martial arts when it was it was cage fighting. It it was you know a really sort of uh, rowdy um, underground sort of world, um, and now it has developed into a, a you know a serious sport, well respected sport, and legitimate. And so he kind of straddles both of those worlds from his from his past, having been a star when it was sort of cowboy sport right. and and uh now he's training these fighters coming up and um i am his estranged wife we have two sons played by nick jonas plays nate and jonathan tucker plays jay and uh it's it's really a family drama and it's set in this world but as byron has said byron belasco who created it he was drawn to the stories and the, the 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 inner life of these people who who will climb into a ring with nothing, no helmet, no gloves, nothing, barefoot, skin, and f- bloody each other, and and um, you know what makes a person do that and go to these extremes, and then other emotional extremes that we investigate, like with my character who is a heroin addict. Now, what is it like to play a drug addict? Because it, 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 it's such a, uh, it has to be so challenging just because, especially heroin. And it's like, like for me, I can never do if, if, like needles. I can't even watch anything with needles. I'm I like, know. I can't either. You know, it's, it. whenever someone is on screen and they just tie off, I it freaks me out. Like I, I always have to look away. I'm the same way. And I'm I, like, and, and I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm weird about, not so much the needles, but I, I'm very, I get very faint when I'm, when blood is being drawn. I, I'm, you know, I have, uh, I'm, I'm kind of anemic or something, but I always have a struggle with it. I have teeny tiny veins and it's always like they're poking me a million times. I'm so it's way. always a torturous, you I, know. I always turn my head, like I have to get blood. I turn my head, I can't yeah, watch it. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I can't watch um, it. So when I first, I was like, oh God, how am I going to do it? But then you just get into the research and the tools and I, you know, worked with the props guy and we practice and play. And, and then when it's, when it's for a role, you find yourself doing a lot of things um, that you maybe wouldn't imagine yourself doing in real life. Um, and of course, I, I, you know, I've never dabbled in drugs. I, you know, I don't know a lot about it myself. So I had to do a lot of research, which is what I love. That's, that's, that's when I'm happiest, when I have a role where I can really dig in and just, and get a lot of facts and research and, talk to people and so I that's what I did 
How do you research something like that? Because it is heroin, and it's a very personal thing. I mean, I, yeah. I, you, know, you can do the Google search, and people are going to look and go, oh, wow. You know, but I'm saying, but with talking to people, it's not just something that, you know, let's say you're researching, you know, like the, if you were a female MMA fighter, mm-hmm. you could find someone and say, hey, you know, you're an MMA fighter. But it's not easy to go out and sit there and find someone to say, hey, uh, are you, you a heroin what? addict? I mean, how did, how did you do it? Actually... It is. Um, well, I mean, it is to, it's easier to find a lot of people talking about it on YouTube, actually. And a lot of people making videos, people trying to get off and, and filming themselves while they're trying to detox. Um, people talking about their experiences. You can see people under the influence. There's some great documentaries that have been made that were so valuable really harsh really like i kind of spent a couple months watching this stuff that was like really hard to look at but is 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 happening out there and i was so impressed with the people who are going especially going through a detox and turning on their computer and and talking about what they're going through as a cautionary tale that you know to in the middle of that to try to be reaching out to someone else and say, look, don't do it because this is hell. Um, And then I also did talk to some um, people, friends of friends who were former addicts. Um, There was one woman in particular who, um, she was the person who I could, like a script would come in and something would be happening and I could say like, well, what what would that be like and how how would you physically react to that? so, and, you know, the, the writing was very good and, um, and my own, um, as, as naive as this might sound, my own yoga practice helped a lot when I, you know, needed to get into the place of, of um, just, you know, when heroin is in your body, it's, it just relaxes everything that's how it kills you because everything just stops you're you stop breathing get your lungs moving um so get into you know meditation and and deep relaxation um really helped now you do the first season and what's what's the what are people saying about it because i'm like because mma right now is also so big mma is i grew up watching boxing and I, i i don't really watch mma but i mean you see i walk by a bar in burbank and it's not an MMA fight. Like there's a line out the door. Right. I mean, what, what was? Well, one of what was really nice that um, we got the the thumbs up from the UFC. So they sort of legitimate legitimized uh, um, us for the, the portrayal of um, of MMA and the people and the the fighters and and. We, you know, the guys are 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 fighting. We we have three actors who never fought before and never trained in that way, and suddenly they're climbing into a ring with with actual fighters and doing these choreographed fights. But but it's it's very real. I mean, it's especially when you get into the wrestling and you know, I mean, a kick to the head that is like you know choreographed and stunt, you know, for for as a stunt, but but the nature of our show it's is is so intimate and the the way we film it is so intimate um that there's not a lot of uh, there aren't stunt people going in for the guys um and i think that you know that 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 lends itself to the drama of you know you're you're really right up there in in, in the with this in the skin you know of of the fighters um, so that, um, but to, to have the, the, the stamp of, of approval from the fight world, it's been really great. Um, and to tell these stories that, you know, like I said, the, the, the family stories, because <laughs> these people make extreme choices and are, um, and there's a, a an, an extreme drive. To do, to do this and and like I said before we we also explore other you know people who aren't fighters but who are in that world or um why you know why do they have to go to that edge 
um, and live in this constant danger. Right. Now, when you got the part, when how many, how, how long was the process from when you first read for it and when you got the part? Were you very excited when you were going through it? Because it is such a meaty role. It must, for an actor, it must be well, like... Well, like I said, I didn't know. Okay. And they didn't really know. Um, and I think originally the the part was was planned for fewer fewer episodes than what I, what it ended up. Um, I think that uh, that's was partly the dynamic between me and Jonathan Tucker. Um, people really responded to this to the mother son story there, um, and 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 Nick, but. Um, Tucker's character really has a is on a mission to save his mom and put his family back together, um, and it, that's such an interesting story of this you know grown man who's this fierce fighter and and this crazy character, but he's so desperate to have his ma- mom and dad back together and and um and just that childhood need that drives him. Um, but I didn't really know, you know, where the, where the part was going to go. And the process was, you know, I I think part of my relaxation and going in for it, it was, I, I went on a, in on a Friday and on a Monday, I was starting a three week film in which I was pretty much in every frame of the film. So that's where my focus was. And so this was going on while I was shooting, they were, you know, the talking back and forth and, um, there was you know, attempts to, to get a chemistry read with me and Frank, but we were both working on films and it just couldn't happen. And then finally they just took that one audition I did and uh, the tape of it to the network and the, um, the studio uh, for um, a, a test. And, um, and then I, I got the part. Now, what did you find they were starting? When did you find out they were going to start to develop your character more? Was it like episode three? They said, you know what? We, we, she's really nailing it. She's kicking ass on it. We want to build it up, or I mean, how do you how do they tell you about, as an actor? Yeah, we did ten episodes for the first season, and I think it was around um, five that Byron said, uh, "Yeah, you know, I thought you were going to disappear before ten were out, but we're keeping you around, and we're going to like explore more of this person." And then, then you shot the new season. Uh, yeah, so we have shot season two, and it is premiering tomorrow night. Well, I don't know. When this, this airs, okay, but this, this will is, air Wednesday. Tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there you go. tonight, tonight, tonight which people, is tomorrow, tonight. but it's tonight, October 14th at 9 p.m. on DirecTV. Audience channel on DirecTV is the premiere of the second season. And people can catch up on the first season. Um, now it's streaming on iTunes and Amazon. And if you have AT&T U-verse. I do. So you can watch it on Uverse now because AT&T and DirecTV merged. And so now we get that outlet as well. So that opens a whole new audience for us. How much do you love that of being, you know, being an actor that now everyone can sit there and see, they can binge watch pretty much. I mean, it must be great just for, because so many times it's one of those things, you know, I don't know really any show. I mean, I guess you watch like Ray Donovan, I would watch every week, but now it's like, if you miss the past show, before you'd have to try to go through on demand and it'd be a pain in the ass. But it must be great as an actor to sit there and if you talk to someone and you go, have you seen this show? And they go, oh, no, you know, I don't, I'm like, fine. And you say, well, you know what? You can take four days and watch yeah. 10 episodes. I mean, that must be great for an actor. It's it must- the way I watch television now. I I have a kid. I can't be sitting down at the, t- you know, do appointment television. Um, so I pretty much watch everything Um binge wise although it's it, it takes me forever because i cannot move on to another show until i've caught all caught up with one show you know i can't do two at once uh, um so i'm working my way through my list um but i i, I love it i think people really um you know the, the immersion of it and like our show doesn't you know, we aren't released all at once. We are more traditional, released every week on the first run. But then, you know, if you miss that, like you said, you, you there are ways to find it. You can you can catch up, and um and it makes it so there's always a new audience. There's always room for a, a new audience to come in. And it's also it gets an audience very you know, as I said, when we binge watch, we get very into a show, and it's almost addicting. 
And so what's great also is then you have that person who will watch 10 episodes of Kingdom and then they know they can watch it. Then they sit there and they go, wow. Then they get very excited for it. And it gives that longing because you always, when, when you were watching a show during the season, you have that longing, you're like, damn it. Why can't I just watch this? You know, right. can't we have them all out? So yeah. that must be good. So I want to talk about some other roles in your career. Okay. Now, uh, well, first of all, so now are you going to shoot? Is, I believe you got order for a kingdom. There's going to be 20 Yeah, episodes? we start, we start um, on season three in a couple of weeks. That must be great. I mean, do you, are you very close with the cast? I mean, it's something like, we are. We are very close on set. We, when we have hiatuses, everybody kind of goes off and does their own things. But we uh, text each other a lot and tweet at each other a lot. And um, yeah, we are a close knit group. Now, what's your Twitter? My Twitter is Joanna Going One, the, the number one, Joanna Going One, and Instagram is Joanna Going. Now, did someone have Joanna going? Is that why? I I, yeah, I guess so. I guess I tried to get it, and, it, and I had to put a one on it. Isn't it irritating? Yeah. Like, my <laughs> my Twitter is Cooper Talk, but my Instagram, which started much later, is Cooper Talk one because someone had someone, talk and wow I'm like, and i'm not i mean you're a name i'm just you know i'm it's just crazy well i was really late to the party i only started doing it just just over a year ago because of the show um i didn't even do facebook before that and um but because we are a little bit um of a of a upstart you know just um a new thing for direct tv and and we we really need that social media to promote the show and and we are all involved in it and um and it's nice i've i've never i never had experienced that sort of back and forth between the fans and um so it's it's been really fun to get that feedback how do the MMA fans perceive it? I mean, I'm sure they some do some reach out to you and just you know people who are huge fans because as I said once again like oh, sure. summer, a very i mean a very devout fan i mean they, yeah. they and they spend money and they're the people that you want they're what boxing used to be mm-hmm. now how have people reacted to the well, show well i i have a lot of mma followers like i said the ufc you know f- follows me referee mike beltran who is on our show who is uh, a pretty famed referee um I, I'm so honored that he follows me. Um, um, and he appears, like a lot of people from the actual real MMA world appear on our show as well. So that's that's really nice. It makes it feel very authentic. Um, but uh, yeah, so, so far people have been very positive about it. And, you know, especially given that, you know, these actors had to like, very quickly turn themselves into to believable fighters and they have and we have um you know the, the people that they train with are just you know tops and uh, we have joe daddy stevenson is our consultant and fight choreographer and the guys are training every day like for hours hours and hours we are new we last year we shot uh in Whittier at the Correctional Institute now we're right in North Hollywood and we're on a stage where they built a built the gym and it's an actual working gym and and everybody's who's you know on that side of the show is working out there it must be scary as you said when you did the Correctional Institute when you sit there drive off and you go okay this is where I'm gonna be working for a long time because it's just not the normal place mm-hmm. now what's it like working with a jonas brother he's so lovely he's so lovely and he is not a jonas brother uh, he is nick right. our fellow actor and he doesn't he doesn't bring the pop star to the set we listen to his music right. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> um but uh but he's he he definitely has a you know this persona that is the actor and then i've seen him on stage and um he's so dynamic and just so comfortable um in you know in that world it's it's it kind of blows my mind it's like who is that right you know and then i'll come up off stage and be like hey guys thanks for coming today we're like oh my god thank you for letting us be here well what's great also is that also gives you a, a viewer base because people will sit there and follow well, sure. him which is also great because when you're in this business when you know and you know people i know how, people were watching your show and you, you're going to start this, the third season mm-hmm. now now do you see will your character you feel your character will is 
I mean, how's your character going to develop in the next seasons? Well, we continue to explore the effects of, of her drug abuse and her lifestyle and the ramifications of that. Um, you know, w- once you detox and get clean, then what happens? Um, what kind of support system a person needs to, to, to stay clean? Um, she has a lot of ups and downs. Now, in your past, your, the past few years, you've been a madman. Mm-hmm. Now, what was that like? Because once again, I mean, it's such a phenomenon. That's one of the, when we talk about binge watching. That's mm-hmm. one of those people mm-hmm. sit there and go, we have to watch it, especially when it was on regular season. Because, you know, if you didn't watch it and you went on Facebook, someone would have ruined it. Yeah, there was, that was one where like, okay, I got to sit down and watch this when it comes on because everybody's talking about it and I don't want to mess it up. So, yeah, I wouldn't sit myself down. Now, what was the process of getting that role? Because I mean, and being in such a and such a period piece must be great for for an uh, actor because just the wardrobe. Oh, exactly. Stuff like that. I mean, it's so much fun, and um, the Janie, the the wardrobe um, designer, the costume design, designer was um, just so amazing, and I love vintage anyway. So anytime I can, I can just get to put on, try on anything vintage. So the, the, the fittings were a blast for me because it was just like dress after dress after dress. And I just like to try them on, you know? Um, but really once you get that get up on and, um, my character was, you know, pretty extreme. She was a soap opera diva, which was fun hearkening back to my soap days. Um, with the hairdo and the makeup and the jewelry and everything there's you didn't really have to do a whole lot you just kind of you stand there in that outfit and there's something happening but um but it was so much fun to do and um you know again it was just your normal everyday audition here there's except that I was they're very um private over there they're they're very careful they were very careful about um releasing material um so i had dummy sides when i went in so i didn't really know what the character was except that i had auditioned for Mad Men once before and i was given the sides for the character that i auditioned before and did not get (laughs) um so that was like i was like okay so what exactly are you looking for are you looking for this character like this or, well at you know, least but, you know at least you knew what wouldn't what didn't work yeah, so you sit there and you have yeah that. so but but i was reading with with matt um in it was in the room with matt and he uh you know he played around with it and we did it a few different ways and you know i just kind of did whatever he said not really knowing where it was going so it was fun now and then house of cards now i mean that must be great when you hear you're going to read for the president's wife i mean i mean any i would think one of the again, best roles. again you sign a secrecy thing and you you don't they give you very little and you don't really know exactly what you're auditioning for i wasn't i wasn't sure it was actually the first lady until i was hired now how does it feel to play the first lady i've had actors on who've played the president and it's just it's a it's it must be just a cool feeling because i mean just like and i don't know if you're very big into politics but I mean, it's one of those things, it must be very, just a great feeling to sit there and go, wait a second, I'm, I'm playing the first lady here. It was kind of funny. It was, I, yeah, I kind of had to pinch myself a lot because, um, you know, I, I, I was very surprised by me, myself there. But, you know, it, it, that I think the dynamic was great between, um, between Trisha and Claire you know, they were just two very different women, and um, and Trisha Walker, she, um, I think she, she wanted to believe the good in everybody, um, and you know, Claire is Lady Macbeth, <laughs> so, um, you know, but she, she still wanted to believe that you know Claire was was true and good and trustworthy, and um, and I just thought that was a great juxtaposition the, uh, the wardrobe must have been great the wardrobe was was great yes right. i was very well dressed on that show and you know there you you're walking around these amazing sets that they've built um most of the stuff that i did was on the stage um and you know recreating the white house and the oval office and just these hallways that just feel 
felt very hollowed and and uh, you you feel very dignified and it's you know everybody's very well behaved which is some so much of the fun of that show because it is everybody is you know very courteous and behaving in a certain way at the same time that they are just like ripping each other's guts out right. um, so it was it was definitely a highlight for me now do you ever get the chance to do theater anymore you know, I've lived in LA for uh, going on like almost 15 years now, and um, before that, I, I lived in New York, and I did I would do theater in in New York. Not that there isn't theater in LA. There's a lot of great theater in LA, and I go to the theater. Um, I just it's it's a lot harder. I find being a single mom and being able to do that kind of schedule and commit that kind of um, time. You know. For most of us, you're not you don't get paid a whole lot to do right. theater. So it's it's sort of like the thing you do when you you know you've just done a big job and made some money and you can take the time off. It's a treat to do theater um, rather than an earn your living type of thing. And I just haven't been able to do that. Well, it's your career, your roles. I mean, are all are it's, it shows your talent because you have a lot of you've played a, a lot of different roles. I mean, you know, and then Dark Shadows, you were in that. Mm -hmm. And now, was that your first series as besides a soap opera? As looking back, was that your first series as a as a regular? And that must have been very. Um, yeah, I. The timetable is running through my head. Yeah, I think it was. I think I had done a pilot before that, the year before that. Um, after I came off the soaps, um, that didn't get picked up. And so, yeah, um, I met Dan Curtis and, um, did some, did test it with Ben Cross and Dan Curtis is such a larger than life character. And, right. you know, the fact that he had, he created the original dark shadows that I used to, you know, sneak over to my friend's house to watch because we weren't allowed to watch it in my house <laughs> and it's funny i think for because me i grew up near philadelphia i think it was on like the pbs channel and everything it was on like the regular channel i think we had channel 12 i think, I think it, was, it was like for us it was like yeah channel 56 yeah, or something it was, yeah. it was one of those weird things and, and i loved it i remember yeah. it was just it was and it would scare me because you're a kid it's scary yeah it was it was terrifying and you know you go back and look at it now and the sets are wiggling and uh you know jonathan frid is like kind of looking over at cue cards every once in a while because when it was first created it was live they shot they they taped it but it was it went on air live um and for dan curtis to like you know start it there and take it you know through many many iterations there were films of dark shadows different chapters and then to come back and do this um uh you know reboot for for nbc it was it was so fun it was so sumptuous uh, again costumes because uh, we would travel back in time so we were doing in the 1700s and we were all playing two characters so um it was kind of mad over the top fun well what's it like for just because the way that the industry has changed and effects you were also from dust to dawn the series mm -hmm. and then going from because that's more i mean just the difference as you said with dark shadows it was like the the shaky things. I mean, how have you seen it change just for the whole, just the, the effects and the horror? I mean, when, oh, you know, the technology is crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy good. And, 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 you know, green screen, um, it's, it, it used to be the rare thing that you would do something on green screen, at least for me, I'm in, in the kind of, cause I didn't do a lot of horror movies I, um, and, or action movies and things, but but I remember anything that I did do that used green screen, it was a big deal that we were. And now everybody uses it on a regular basis on House of Cards. We'd get in a limo that was on the stage and it, they projected the street going by, you know, and that was they have like it's uh, big, the tank, I think they call it. But it's uh, the green screen. A lot, a lot goes on in cars moving along the highway and the roads in, in D.C. Um and that's just a you know a regular thing that that happens, but um, it's it it is it's amazing. And and even when I was on Dark Shadows, so much of it of what we were doing was was actually done on the set. There wasn't um, 
we weren't doing a lot in post and uh, digitally and stuff. we were shooting film still and uh and so a lot of the special effects were things that were happening right there right in our hands now you've done a few movies mm-hmm. now and i know you're runaway jewelry and home alone four and uh what what is it what do you like better of, of as a medium the tv or the movies because it seems with the tv it's as i said you get a lot of you're there every day. I think it's a, you're, it's, it's a lot. I think you get a lot more close knit to the cast and there's different shootings. Like, you know, in movies, someone can shoot this scene. You may not even, I've heard people say, I never met that person. We were in a movie. I, yeah. I meet once, but for TV, they're well, pretty much also in there. movies, you can shoot, shoot on a movie and then you're not in the movie, right. <laughs> which, which happened to me recently with, um, with love and mercy, which, um, I had a wonderful time working on, but it was a huge, huge film. Um, and you know, to tell that story, something had to go and, Audrey Wilson kind of <laughs> she went um the way of the cutting room floor how do you deal with that I mean in all honesty you put in great work you know and because it's like anything when you go to work you want to do a good job and so you sit there you do it you do it you do it and are you are you a little mad or, or are you it was disappointing or... it was disappointing but I understand and the director wrote you know a lovely letter and and i and then when i saw the film i i you know i understood there was a lot to pack in there i i felt really i felt really bad for our costume designer danny glicker because i loved what he did with my costumes and and i had a fabulous wig and i just was like oh it looked so good and nobody got to see it but that's the good thing about DVDs now. You know, they always sit there and say yeah, the deleted scenes. The so you can yeah, yeah. But I mean, now did you 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 said with the TV you watch. I was like, what shows are you watching right now? What are some what are shows that you enjoy that you would sit there and go, you know what? I I want to see this. Okay, I'm working my way through right now because I'm I'm like a, a junkie for Nashville. I love Nashville. Um, I just like that's um. Yeah, that's that's the the one I'm working my way through now. But I also or Orphan Black. I, I've heard it's really good. Oh my God, you have got to watch that. Uh, Tatiana Maslany is just jaw-droppingly amazing. She, you, I'm sure you've heard. I mean, she plays like multitudes of of characters, the clones, and I'm just uh, agog at what she does. Um, Downton Abbey, of course. Um, you like the, but now do you? Do I like you, the historical stuff. Yeah, do you like it? And plus, because you've gotten to play. I mean, you. I mean, do you go after? Do you like to watch shows that have great costumes? And you are because you're probably like, man, I would like to wear something like that. Because sure. you, you've gotten lucky. Yeah, sure. I love. Yeah, I love beautiful visuals. Um, I'm. I'm. I'm not. I'm less entertained by procedurals. I. Um, but I like. I like family dramas. Um, and yeah, I love the costumes on, I love where they are right now. And, um, Downton Abbey, that would be like, I wish everybody dressed like that now. <laughs> now when, now the when, loose, the loose schmatas like I have on right now. Well, it's just, it's, it's, it's funny. It's cause it's the, the costumes. I mean, they're hot though. That's the thing. And, and I mean, and right now it, it's been so hot out here mm-hmm. that, I mean, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't know. I couldn't be walking around in downtown Abbey gear down. Magnolia. No, I mean, well, in the the twenties, like what they're wearing now, it's pretty relaxing because they're they it was it was the age of like just the hanging sort of dress. They didn't they don't have corsets and all, all that on. Now, if you could work on some shows, what would you really like to work on? Like in any time during your whole career. I mean, if there's in the, in the past, I mean, if someone said, you know, hey, give us three shows that you would have loved to work on. What would they in the past, shows from the past, past and, and even up to in? now. I mean, is there um, any three shows that you sat there and said that would have been a perfect role for me? I would have loved that or something. Oh like God, a- no! I never, I never think in terms of that. Like, I wish, you know, I wish I had played that role. There are shows that I'm a huge fan of that I would love to be on, like Down Abbey or uh, Game of Thrones. Let me, I'll just like, can I just stand there on the set? <laughs> you know, um, um, just because I'm such a fan um um and you know or shows like Manhattan like I like the 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 historical period stuff I just I love all the toys of of that now in kingdom it's prayers people uh tonight Wednesday yeah and now what time is it at it's at nine o'clock on direct tv um and 
you can watch it on iTunes. That you can watch season one, catch up on season one. iTunes, Amazon, Uverse. I think there's a few other ways you can stream it too, but those are the the big three. And uh, yeah, now check was, it out. Did you have some big events like for the premiere or what? We how, did. What? Um, a, actually, I guess it's a week ago. We had a, a premiere screening and party here in in West Hollywood um, at the Pacific Design Center. Um, and their beautiful screening room there, and uh, and a big party. Thank you, Directv. It was lovely. Now, how do you promote the shows? I mean, I mean, I'm sure you have a you have a PR person, and you, you go to different radio shows. You go to different. I mean, you've had a few magazine articles on you mm-hmm, recently. So mm-hmm. what, what were some of the articles that have been written about you? In what magazine? Um, there's one that just came out yesterday in Composure magazine, which is a digital online magazine. So you can go to Composure uh, ComposureMagazine.com. I think that's what it is. Yeah, composuremagazine.com, and you can you see the uh, digital digitally see the, the the magazine. There's an interview and some photos there, and also Most Magazine, which actually is I think you can see it online, but it also is hard copy. You can buy that in a magazine stand. Um, and oh, so Hollywood Reporter I talked to recently, and. Um, I'm going over to my PR person because that's what they're for <laughs> to keep track of all of this stuff. You can talk. It's um, okay. But, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, online, yeah, you can find it. I usually, if you follow my Twitter, you'll, I put them all up there and you can read more about me and listen to me blather on about stuff. Um, now, what else is going on in your career? What else? I mean, I know there's uh, is the Sphere and the Labyrinth. What is, is Sphere and the Labyrinth was the that was the independent film that I was doing when I was auditioning for Kingdom, um, and it's it's like it's a very independent film, low budget, uh, made on a shoestring, and um, about um, a mother going through the the descent of her son into schizophrenia, and so it was it was pretty bleak um it was it was intense work and um and i'm still waiting to see you know they're they're out trying to uh sell it so i hope someday we will be able to see that film now how do you i mean when you look at your roles i mean what what do you sit there when you look what do you really like what would be your perfect role for you do you think that's just a real meaty role because i mean it's just the role in kingdom sounds it's just it's such a to play, you know, a drug addict is just one thing, and just to keep the family together, and just to be, you know, a person that you aren't. I mean, what are some of the other roles that you would like to play? Well, I'm most drawn to roles that are uh, interpersonal relationships. I, I'm, you know, I don't, I, I don't dream of like running around with a gun or being a superhero. I, I'm, I like the family dynamic and the the drama that goes on between people in just like everyday lives, which can be harrowing. Um, so those kinds of, those are the kinds of things that I, I'm that kind of most light me up. Now, how do you put your schedule around for when, when kingdom starts and how many weeks you said again, the re, the new, the new season? We're, we start shooting in, and it's now less than two weeks. Oh, so it's starting right. Yeah. So we did, we did 10 and, um, that was season two. And then we've just had a six week hiatus and we're starting season three. Now, when do you know when that season will air? I, mean, I don't Okay. No. But so that's pretty cool though. So you do the, the season and then you get to see it come out and then you mm-hmm. get to go back. And so it's not like you're, you're not really losing a beat. I mean, yeah, we, we're, I mean, really that six weeks went by like that. Um, and you know, yeah, we didn't lose momentum and you know, it's not going to be when, before, but between season one and season two, we had a much longer break. We, we, uh, almost a year. So then it was just sort of like, Oh yeah. Trying to like, get up to speed on, on who this person was. And because we had changed, we had a completely new loca- location and we got much better trailers right. <laughs> and, you know, everything was a little better, but it was also a little disorienting because for me, um, the, the really crappy trailer was so much a part of the building of Christina. It was like where she lived, you know, in my little hovel there um, between scenes. Um, so, you know, I, I had to adjust. It, it didn't take me too long to adjust to the, lovely trailer with direct tv in it <laughs> so, but uh i'm grateful 
for that. Now. You got to be excited though, because also, as I said, I mean, just as I said, it's it's you have a lot of fans from it. You have the endorsement of the MMA. You have you know just great actors. You said these guys are actually what is cool is they're actually you said they're they're doing the scenes. It's not mm-hmm. a stuntman, which yeah. for me, I mean, that shows these guys are great actors because most people would be like, I don't want to do that because it's it is as you say, it's a brutal brutal world. It is, and they're taking a big risk doing it. I mean, there have been a couple of injuries. Tucker took an elbow to the eye, split his, split his eyebrow open. Um, and, you know, these are actors. Like, this show is not going to last forever, and then they're going to go on their next show, and they're going to need their face intact, right. you know? <laughs> so it is a little scary. Now, we have just a few minutes left. Uh, what, what, do you, what would you like to talk about? What do you like to do for fun? What, do you have hobbies? Oh my God, do I have hobbies? Well, I I have a daughter, so a lot of my you know life is focused on her. Um, I love dogs, and I'm a big like you know yeah. If you follow my Instagram, you'll see dogs all over the place. I'm very big supporter of uh, dog rescue and and adoption. Um, and I like I putter about in my yard. I like to garden. I find that very calming, just to kind of try to grow things not always successfully in the valley in the summer where it's like 200 degrees i know i I sit there and i was sitting there the other day and i'm like it was sunday and i woke up at like seven in the morning and i checked my phone see what the temperature was and it was like 78 and it was seven in the morning in October yeah. in yeah. Burbank. I mean, it's just it, it was it's just crazy. It I don't know what's crazy. going on. And the weekend before it rained. We right. had a little taste of rain and everybody's like, It's fall, it's fall. I lit a fire in my fireplace. I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna make the most of this and that was over. Isn't it day. crazy how cause you you grew up back east, how yeah. we changed so much, how like, you know, back east you would be cold but you would live with it. I mean, it would sit there and be like, Oh, it's thirty degrees. That's nothing. You know, I'll, I'll just I'll wear i I'm going out tonight, so I don't wanna wear an extra jacket i'll just wear a sweater yeah. and you'd be fine and here it gets to as you said it, it's it's like oh my god for me it's like we don't have to put the air on yeah you know it, it's amazing yeah. yeah and i i gotta say it's 15 years in southern california and i'm a wimp now uh, so I, I. Go back. <laughs> I love the east coast and but i'm a wimp and i don't think i could take moving back there now how okay uh, how many times are you tweeting a day or do you just tweet it resp- occasionally or do you tweet I don't a lot? count I mean, I don't. is it all about the mo- promoting the show or is no, it no i'll do other stuff and you know promote things that my friends are doing or or messages that i like to get out there um i am a supporter of no hate um you know which is an anti-bullying and equal rights for all campaign that is like taken the world by storm it's just it's such a lovely campaign and i really stand behind that so i i do um tweet a lot about equal rights issues and um gender equality and uh gay rights things like that isn't it great that now we have a platform we can do that yeah it is you used to have to wait for someone to invite you somewhere so you could speak now you know i mean I'm an actor. I, why anybody should believe anything I say, you know, or, or you know, but 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 people do um, want to hear what you have to say, and and but but even people who aren't, aren't actors, just I think the more voices that are out there saying, hey, this is th- this is not right, you know, equal rights for all, love is love, you know, let everybody live <laughs> happily, and uh, is a great thing. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Well, thank you. Once again, give all your, your social media stuff so people okay, can follow you. Okay, so on Facebook, it's Joanna Going, and on Twitter, it's Joanna Going and the number one, the digit number one, and Instagram is Joanna Going. And follow her, and watch watch Kingdom. Please to, watch Kingdom. It's tomorrow. So and if you have the first, if you have ATGU-verse, go watch the first season, because I'm going to watch the first season, because my girlfriend watches shows I don't like, so i got to sit there and go, you know I'm going to put this on. Your girlfriend will probably like I, this I, show, I bet too. she will. I think it sounds like something <laughs> she will, but she'll be like, I can't watch another show. I'll go, be quiet. The guest is on it. Anyway, so follow Joanna. Uh, follow me uh, at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. You can follow me. I tweet a lot. Or go to my website, coopertalk.net. I have over 425 episodes up there. And if you email me, cooper at coopertalk.net, I will get back to you. And iTunes, Stitcher, once again, it's Cooper Talk. And also on the Google Play Store, there's a Cooper Talk app. And don't forget my other website, StopTheSalt.com. Stop the Salt. Remember when I had my heart problem? I wrote a cookbook, and it's uh, 120 recipes, all low-sodium cooking. They're very easy. It's not like 
it's for guys because a lot of guys are afraid to cook. I don't know why. They're afraid to cook. They look at a picture and they get intimidated. So there's no pictures, no pictures at all. The ingredients are easy. You know, I have personally now I do cook with cumin, but you know what? You don't need cumin. You can just have basic, basic recipes or go get some Mrs. Dash or a no salt substitute. But there's 120 recipes. They're all easy to make. You can get it at barnesandnoble.com. You can get it at amazon.com. But if you go to stopthesalt.com, I make more money and I'll autograph it and I'll send it out to you. So do that because, you know, we all have to worry about our health. So that's just the way to do. So once again, tomorrow night, well, tonight, Kingdom, and go to the uh, your AT&T and uh, DirecTV on demand and you can see it. Follow Joanna Going and follow me. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guest. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, and take your vitamins. I'll talk to you next week.